envision three female attorneys coming together to have our voices heard. Each of us would have different opinions, different passions, different backgrounds, and different views. Although we are different and unique, we are able to come together to discuss our experiences navigating through the legal profession and this thing called life. Now, the vision has come alive, and we invite you each and every week to listen to us as we talk about what's trending in the news and our legal insights, tackle real-life issues that affect not only us as attorneys, but us as women of color. Disclaimer, this podcast is intended to provide entertainment and general information. The information provided and the views given are not intended to constitute legal advice and should not be relied upon as legal representation. All views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever we are affiliated with now or will be affiliated with in the future. Hey guys, how's everybody doing in these Corona quarantine streets? It's your girl Brandy and we are back with the Corona Quarantine Chronicles. And of course, I got my favorite lawyers in Houston with me. So T, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey guys, it's Taria, and yes, I'm still rocking natural hair. It's getting better, though, I think. Yes, I like it. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. And no, y'all, it's not a drawstring ponytail. It's all hers. <laughs> yes, this is oh, mine. <laughs> Tell everybody how to Sam Fresh. This is Sam Fresh. I know I was making like weird faces. I'm just trying to get used to this whole Zoom atmosphere. Our new normal. We're going to be doing this for a while until, you know, they didn't come up with a vaccine or something. I don't know. But we have a special guest. So today's episode, we are talking about mental health. We're still chugging along with our new normal. We are dealing with, you know, like I said, the quarantine chronicles. It continues. And we have our favorite therapist of the show. She has been on our show before when we were trying to go through dealing with our mental health in the holidays. And we have brought her back to help us with our sanity in this in this uh, quarantine streets in day 100,000 of being in the house. So Miss Kimberly, let everybody know who you are again. Hello everybody and thank you guys for allowing me to come back on the show. I really enjoyed it last time. Um, so again, my name is Kimberly Willis. I am a therapist here in Houston, Texas. I am the CEO and founder of the Successful Healing Center where currently right now I am adjusting to the whole Corona uh, virus situation and doing online therapy. So um, if any of y'all out there need online therapy, hit your girl up. Um, yes. And so online therapy. Yes. Yes. So, um, so yeah, so that's a little bit about me. I'm a therapist here in Houston um, offering mental health services, mainly specializing in women and children. So yes. And children as an adolescence, 10 to 17 Okay, so I'm going to pause before we get started. Why not the men? They need help too. I, hey, I will help men as well. Um, you know, every person has a specialty, just like every attorney doesn't just do everything. You know, you specialize in family law, or you may specialize in, um, you know, civil, well, civil family, but what else? I don't know, something else, whatever else y'all say. Criminal law. Criminal <laughs> law, civil rights, uh, personal injury, all that. So, you know, you have your specialty, so... I just mainly work with women and mostly adolescents. Well, let's go in and talk about our new normal. Um, so, you know, these are trying times. They're difficult times. These are stressful times. People have been laid off their job. People um, had their hours cut. 
you know, even those that are still working are working from home and can't really go into the office, you know, and loved ones are dying and they're unable to like, they were not able to say goodbye. So like in the beginning, you know, well, let's talk, let's start from, let's start from the beginning. So first, tell us about like overall people that have had mental health probably before all of this started, like have, have you seen anybody or have you had anybody come to you and their mental health have heightened that had mental health prior to this pandemic? Yeah. Well, you know, most definitely. Yes. I have seen an increase in um, individuals facing a lot of mental health challenges. But one of the things we have to recognize, even just for the general population, is that change is difficult for all people across the board. You know, we like our routines. We we like knowing what's next. We like knowing if I take uh, step A, then I'm gonna get B, C, D, E, F. You know, we like our structure. And so across the board, change has just been very difficult for many people. And now we're seeing change in a way in which most of us hadn't prepared for. Usually we can adjust when it's something that's kind of, okay, this is a new something new in this area, so I can adjust in this area. But now we see change across the board from the way we interact with our family and friends, for the way we are able to uh, function in our careers, from even being able to go to the grocery store, from um, having day-to-day supplies, uh, access to healthcare, uh, access to schools, like little the thing, our literally our whole entire life has been interrupted and it's been a change across the board that I don't think anybody was uh, prepared for. So I think across the board, you know, everybody has experienced some form (laughs) of mental distress. I'll say that mental distress, uh, depending on how, you know, the severity of it, but everybody is experiencing mental distress. But for those who have already had pre-existing mental health um, diagnosis, you definitely see that it has been either heightened or their access to care has been um, cut off. So now they're, you know, struggling, trying to find ways in which to uh, get their medications. If they had more severe disorders like schizophrenia or um, bipolar or something where they were taking medication on a regular basis, they were going into actual facilities and taking medication. We're seeing that access to that has been cut off for a lot of those individuals and they're in extreme distress. Um, you're also seeing, um, people who normally will go in and see a therapist, um, whether they have some type of obsessive oppulsive disorder, um, where they have, they feel a need to have to go into an actual office to talk to a therapist, to, um, receive counseling and supportive services. We see those individuals are now not able to access services and have a heightened uh, level of distress. So across the board, you see, um, a lot of individuals, you know, dealing with mental mental illness on a whole nother level, but also those with pre-existing disorders, you see not only do you see a heightened um, heightened symptoms that they're experiencing, but you also see that now those symptoms are even increased by the lack of access to those needed, needed services that they're normally, that they would normally have been given. What about those that are dealing with, um, like the fear because we had like our previous episode we talked about fear and faith and like dealing with this covid pandemic and you know one of the fears is i'm stressed i'm stressing myself out because every time i walk on the door i might walk out the door i might get it or if i'm running to my car right quick and you're like oh shoot i forgot to get my mask because that wasn't part of my routine or oh i forgot my gloves because that wasn't part of my routine and now i'm like oh i don't stepped outside 
and I might get COVID-19. You know, how do we, because, you know, that's a, that's a panic. That's a fear. You know, that's a paranoia. Like every time I walk outside of the threshold of my door, I might get it. Yeah. And now stress myself out. I'm about to have a panic attack and I got sweat, you know, and maybe I didn't have anxiety prior to this. So then how would, like, how is that something that is easy to handle or like what tips do you have for that? So one of the reasons why it's heightened is just awareness. You know, awareness always illuminates a certain issue in your life. And when you already have an awareness that there's something that is currently in your uh, present reality that can cause um, you to experience some form of distress or some form of sickness that you don't want to encounter, you're already aware of it. And then you have the news station that every five seconds there's breaking news about the COVID-19 and nothing has changed, right? You have, you know, all these doctors with all these different theories. Some say, you know, hey, go, you know, still go out, still have a normal life and, you know, expose yourself, so to speak, so that your immune system get built up. You have some saying, idiot, don't do that. So it's like, who do you listen to, you know? So, um, and then you also have family members who, you know, for those of us who are, uh, I don't know, either Gen X or the top of the Xennials, top of the millennial charts, you know, your parents, you know, are in the 60s, 70s. Are, you know, so they're like freaking out, like, no, you know, close the door. You don't want to catch COVID. You know, don't answer your phone. Like, mom, I can't get COVID through the phone. You know, it's like yeah. these ridiculous thoughts <laughs> and the ridiculous ideas that we, you know, have and that other people have from generation uh, to generation that um, increases our awareness that this is a very serious issue, right? And it's very serious. I'm not saying we shouldn't, you know, take precautions to protect ourselves and protect our family. But we have to keep awareness in its rightful place, right? So one of the things I would tell people to do is stop watching the news every five minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, stop looking at every every report that comes out. Um, you know, when you have but a conversation, yeah, what? Yeah, and social media. I mean, you look on social media. There's for every one post that says one thing, there's about 13 other posts that debunks that one thing this one person said, right? And then you have to also look out for the people who are just trying to sell things. Um, you, you know, it's like, oh, this product here will boost your immune system. So now you go spend all your money on this one product that's supposed to boost your immune system and make you immune to something that nobody has researched, nobody has, you know, any data to back up. So it's not valid, but you see that, okay, if I do this, then I won't be, you know, you know, impacted by this. So there's all these different things that are hitting all at one time. And I say, you know, just stop, stop looking at stuff one and then have regular conversations with people again. You know, every conversation that you have with somebody does not need to be about COVID-19, right? Um, go out, go outside, go exercising. You know, I'm not saying go expose yourself in an enclosed environment. But go for a walk, um, you know, go for a drive around somewhere. Um, take your mind off of the issue, because the moment that you keep your mind on the issue is the moment that you uh, create this anxiety, this false, um, this false feelings of feeling of, you know, doom and gloom when you don't have to be in that place. Um, and then also just find, a, you know, get back to your normal routine, something that you were doing normally, whether it be talking to your girlfriends on the phone, connecting with people. Uh, playing games with your family, finding something else to focus on is the best thing that you can do to decrease anxiety. 
So what would you recommend for like those that are on the front lines, like the healthcare workers, you know, the essential workers, the grocery store, you know, the cashier, because they are, you know, their stress is heightened. I know they have a fear every single day they go to work, you know, they are being exposed to something and they're having with the attitude of us coming in because we're already frustrated and mad and, you know, we're projecting our anger out on them. So for our, essential workers who are listening who are not able to work from home but have to actually go into you know their respective place of business how do you what would you advise on them and how would they handle it um just like any any other situation in the work in the workplace that uh, is hazardous to your health you know continue to protect yourself continue to take protective measures whether it's wearing a mask or wearing gloves um, being aware of your surroundings making sure that your workplace has a sentence you know a sentence is that a word? No, no. Uh, uh, I don't know. Make be- sure they're sanitizing the place, right? Okay. <laughs> and then also have make sure that whoever the the employer employers are, those managers, those supervisors, now is the time to get those skills up to where you have debriefings with your staff. You know, because not only are your staff coming in with the stress of, oh my gosh, I have to be exposed to this, but they're also coming in with the stress of, you know, I'm dealing with all these people. If you're on the front lines, I'm dealing with, especially healthcare workers, I'm seeing, you know, people come in with the symptoms day-to-day basis. I may be seeing people who are dying who I would not expect to die. You know, people who may be similar in age or healthy or you know, uh, those who are the most physically fit among us, we wouldn't expect those individuals to be suffering from a, 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 a virus like this. So those things can be traumatic. So having debriefing sessions, um, having, you know, other therapists or mental health professionals within that uh, sphere, within that office or workplace to be able to talk to those individuals who are dealing with this. And then um, just having meetings on what to do when you go home. So I know a lot of people are stressed about either not being able to go home and be around their families or they're stressed at going, going, having to go home because I have no other alternative place to live and exposing my family, my children, my husband or our wife or whatever to this virus. And so how do I make sure I take care of them if, you know, while providing for them financially? So teaching them tools and tips on, you know, how to sanitize themselves when they're going home and to work. You know, basic things like that, I think we overlook a lot of the times. We think, oh, we need intensive therapy. No, give me tools, give me resources, help me to know how I can better provide um, for myself and my family during this time is really all what people need to ease some of that fear, you know? Is, Is there something to be said for the individuals that are saying that this is not real? Um, I mean, because is ignorance really bliss? I mean, those people seem like they're having a really great time in Atlanta, I'm just saying. Ignorance is definitely not bliss in situations (laughs) like this, right? Um, I think that's all, you know, the perspective of the individual and what's currently going on around them. But I will say this, I think that you can't change everyone's mentality when it comes to this, right? You're going to have the conspiracy theorists. You're going to have those who think this is another way to, you know, have another Tuskegee experiment. You may have those who feel like, oh, this is just a ploy. Let me go live my best life. We're not going to be able to change those individuals, right? So the best thing to do is just continue to protect yourself. You know, like, you know, if you have a pre-existing condition that may put you more at risk, you know whether or not you um, 
you know, may have your own fears or anxiety or, or whatever, you know, your own situation. So I would say just continue to protect yourself and not get caught up in all of the craziness that are, that is going on in the world, you know, because we just can't change people. There's some people who still think they can go into a courtroom and defend themselves and be perfectly fine without an attorney. Okay, cool. Go do that. You know, like you just allow people to be there. Right. Right. That was a good analogy. <laughs> so what about, so we didn't talk about the, you know, the essential workers, the healthcare and things like that. But, you know, even with, so what about the people dealing with mental health? Well, not even mental health, having to cope with losing my job, like, you know, the job loss, because that was major. And then, you know, gas, I don't know if it still was, but a week ago, gas was in the negative. So, and we've never seen that. So it cost yeah. a of oil was like in the negative. So people are, you know, even though people are not those that have lost their jobs, but there's people that's making a hundred thousand dollars in the oil industry who may not have a job when this is over. Yeah. So how um, advice on like coping with that stress? I, you know, one of the things I have become more aware and even as a therapist, um, you know, if you look at my license, I'm an LCSW, I mean, I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I'm not an LPC, which is we have two different ways of viewing the complete person, right? What what impacts that person? And so when I look at this situation, I'm looking at this situation from an ecological standpoint, right? I'm looking at how macroly how we're impacted by things. And I'm also looking at microly how we're impacted by things. And so on a macro level, our cultural, our society, our political views, um, um, you know, ordinances and all these things that are in, that impacts us are more so macro. Right. And then you have your your more intimate uh, dealings with uh, your outward world. So your family, your your place of worship, um, your your neighborhood, um, your sphere of influence, all those people are kind of more on the macro level. And so when we look at how our macro um, influences impact our mental health, it impacts us differently, right? So that person that was once making all this money and, you know, flourishing and now that it's going to zero, if they don't have that macro, that micro community, that intimate circle, the, the family, the friends, the places of worship, the, um, you know, I don't know, their daily routine, whatever it is that impacts them on a very intimate level, if that's not uh, solid, if that's not in place, you can see those individuals who were making all that money, you know, in the oil and gas industry, or even the CEO of a company that has now, you know, they, they can't employ anybody right now because, you know, there was a COVID outbreak. You're going to see those individuals be impacted on completely different levels. So the ones who have um, a better support system, they may be okay. They may have a struggle, but they may be okay because you have to, you have to think about it. If they were making that much money, some at some level, they have some type of cushion to, to live off of, right? They have a different mindset, a different mentality than a lot of other individuals versus a person who, you know, was living paycheck to paycheck, uh, making that much money on paycheck to paycheck, and they have no support system. That person right there may have more distress than, you know, the person who didn't have this micro system together. And so it just varies from person to person. But I think that it's important now that no matter who you are, um, I think that it's important to make sure that you put your focuses in the right place, 
restructure, reset. If you were once living paycheck to paycheck, figure out how you can um, make sure that you find some stability in your life, whether it's uh, filing for unemployment or, you know, applying for some of these government loans that are non-existent, but hopefully they come back to existence. Um, you know, finding family and friends to help support you. But having that um, that relationship on a very micro level, you know, the people that encourage you in, in your worship assemblies, the people, your family members, friends, having a tight community, building that and focusing on that could really change how all of this stuff that we cannot change is impacting us, you know? So, but if you don't have this support system together and basic stuff together, you will, you know, experience a lot of anxiety and stress. But if I don't have that support system and, you know, some people don't like they don't have the church, you know, they or they're not as active in their church or, you know, they don't have a wife or, you know, brother, mother or anybody they can go out to or they may not want to tell their friends because they might be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And then they're, they're sitting at home, you know, isolated, anxiety, trying to figure out how I'm going to pay my rent on the first when rent is still due, but they don't have a job. And then, you yeah. know. So for the momentarily evictions are on hold, but they're still filing. So, I mean, like mine is trying to get another job, you know, it's like, how can I try to just level my, manage my stress when I'm sitting at yeah. home and I'm looking at this bottle of tequila that's about to be my best friend. Yeah. And that's why I said now is the perfect time to reset. I mean, many of us are realizing that a lot of things that we currently did or current, how we previously existed is no longer working, right? And I think mm-hmm. every individual is coming is becoming more aware of the challenges in our own personal lives. I think one thing that COVID has done, it has really shown us ourselves. It's really shown us our situation, how fragile we are as human beings. And I would tell that individual, now is the time to reset. Now is the time to really look at what is working and what is not working. If isolation uh, worked for you prior to COVID and is not working for you now, that may be an area that you may need to focus on. Reconnect with people. Um, be you know, Drop the pride. Drop the ego. Get out of self and realize like, if you really need help, to reach out. Because the only way that you're going to be able to um, change your emotional state or change your mental health is if someone knows. We were never built as individuals uh, to, to function and, and grow and, and mature as people and evolve as people on our own. We, we are relational beings. We need other people. So I would tell that person, now is the time to reset, reach, you know, hey, we have to get outside of what we, we thought was normal for us or who we thought we were. I know a lot of introverts like myself. I'm actually an introvert. A lot of us introverts are realizing Hey, I love to be by myself sometimes, but being forced to be by myself is not comfortable, right? Like now I'm like the one trying to call friends who I was dodging before because I realized isolation is not, you know, is not what it what it's cracked up to be, you know? So this is a time that all of us have to re reevaluate, re-examine ourselves. I know even me um, having to re-look at my budget, you know, having to look at my budget and be like, okay, Kim, this on again, off again relationship you have with online shopping right now it needs to stop because you don't have some of the contracts that you once had, you know, and then evaluating why am I doing so much online shopping? You know, why am I isolating so much? These are tough questions that we're going to have to ask ourselves. Why was I spending so much money? Because it wasn't necessarily that I just needed these things. I was, you know, probably doing it because there was a 
a lack of something in my life. And so that's what I'm saying. Now is a very, is a, it's a, a prime time, but it's also a very um, key point, uh, point in our life where we have to look at ourselves in a different way. We have to look at our situations in a different way. We can't. What about those? What about those people who enjoy self isolation, but they're unable to isolate because they have husbands and children and siblings and they have to share a space and they rather not share a space, but they're forced to share a space day in and day out when they're, they're perfectly fine being alone. How, what are those people should do? You know, I would say those people have to find some, some way to, to still, well, one, I would say when you think of it from the mentality of being forced to do something, you know, I think sometimes we trap our own selves by the words that we use. So the idea that you think that you're forced to be in a situation is something that um, we have to deal with too first and talk about and, and really examine. Nobody's forced into anything. You know, just like the person who is finding difficult difficulty in paying bills now, maybe it's time to reevaluate, you know, whether or not I should move or, or find something cheaper or, you know, living situation. So never think that the situation that you're in, that you're trapped in, because that's the moment where change is impossible. Because if you feel trapped, you're going to limit your creativity. You're going to limit your ability to be able to feel like you could change the situation. So, but I would tell that person that, you know, go for a walk, you know, find some alone time, express, communicate. Hey, I understand we're all underneath this one roof. But during this time frame, please allow me to have my own space within my own little corner. You know, go back but to Kim, that. Now I have, I have to teach my kids now. I, I, you know, I got to teach my kids. I got to work from home. I got to still be a wife or a husband to, to these, to my spouse. It's just, I have so many hats with no relief. What am I supposed to do? Go to the grocery store and then get COVID? Okay, you're trapping yourself again by going to the grocery store and get COVID. Nobody tells you to go get COVID at the grocery store, you know? But you, you can't can take a walk. Going to the grocery store and getting you, you know, something to eat or something, you know, sweet, something. But I think at the end of the day, we have to all realize that this is a situation that none of us expected, right? And so what do you do when you get into a situation you don't expect? We okay. all adapt. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say ignore. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, don't ignore. I didn't ignore it. Okay. Ignore it. You adapt. We 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 all have adapted. You know, we all have adapted. Some of us have adapted in ways in which are beneficial to our lives. You know, we've connected with people. We've spoken to friends and family we hadn't spoken to in a long time. We stopped online shopping. I.e. me. Um, you know, we, we stopped doing things. Uh, we really, some of us started eating way more and, you know, I saw this meme COVID 30 has nothing on the freshman 15, <laughs> you know, so, you know, like we all have adapted in some way and even the way in which we adapt shows the way in which we process and handle things. Right. Mm. You know? Um, and so that's something to look at. Like I said, this is not an easy situation for any of us. Right. But we have to just really be aware of ourselves, aware of our feelings. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I doing this? What is going on? And when we sit with ourselves and really evaluate why I am why I'm dealing with what I'm dealing with, new answers and solutions will come up. But we can't trap ourselves in the thought of this is 
you know, hopeless. Nothing is ever going to change. I'm going to be in this situation forever. I'm going to die. I'm going to, you know, like if we have that mentality, we're going to decrease our ability to be able to function in this world that's changing in a way in which you didn't expect. You know, so mindset. So I need to see instead of sitting in my feelings, I need to get out of my feelings and change my mindset. Yes. You have to shake yourself in reflection. I heard reflection. That takes a time. And I think I read somewhere where people were like, try to find something positive that can come out of here. And I love the idea of resetting. I moved a lot as a child. And so uh, I always loved moving to a new place because I was like, okay, I don't have to be called Taria. I can call it Michelle. I get another name and I can just be whoever I want to be until I can remember who I was. But neither here nor there. You can reflect and see if there's something you don't like and see if you can start fixing it. So if you are gaining the COVID-30, get outside and start walking. Yeah, or just change mile. your name. Just go by a new name. You're now Michelle. <laughs> so Rhea was 20 pounds light, you know, lighter. Now Michelle is a little bit thicker. <laughs> reinvent yourself. Hey, this is the best time to reinvent yourself. I'm, you know, in all honesty, um, you know, you have some people out there saying now's the time to start a new business and start this and do this. If you're not, then you're wasting your life. But then there's others who are saying this is the time to just relax. Yeah. De- you know, yeah. be still, you know, pro- you know, enjoy this space. Enjoy this life that you've overlooked because you felt like you had to have meet some deadline, you know, or have this impossible challenge for yourself that really wouldn't have mattered if you finished or not, you know? So if that's what I'm saying, now is the perfect time to just sit and process and regain a sense of um, a sense of humanity. I feel like we lost that in this go-getter world. We lost how to be, you know, people. We lost how to be, you know, humane to other people, humane to ourselves um, in this world of having to be at the top, having to meet this deadline, having to get all this paperwork done, you know? being in traffic for an hour and a half just to get, you know, 30 minutes down the road to to work. So I think this is the prime time, the perfect time to really just evaluate where we are. And if we want to make changes, make changes. If, if you want to just rest, make, you know, rest. If you feel like you want to start a new business, start a new business, but don't allow the situation to make you feel like you're forced into something, you know, or make other people around you feel like you have to, be producing every day. No, there's some days I don't want to do nothing and I'm, and that's okay. I'm going to sit here and do nothing, you know, and not be judged. So, um, that's all that to say, you know, especially this generation, we think that everybody has to be Beyonce. No, ma'am. Beyonce has, she's at a point now where she has, she can buy a million people to work for her. Okay. She can employ all of us if she wanted to, right? We're not there. But she won't. We're not Beyonce, so stop putting that unrealistic expectation right. on yourself, okay? Right. Some people just never will. I mean, it's just that's just Do reality. we need to have a session with you, Samantha? <laughs> yes. Like, what, I'm just let's saying. have a session. Beyonce, Beyonce situation. I'm just, you know, some people you know, are baby-faced and other people are Teddy Rileys of the world. Okay. <laughs> She just throws shade. Yeah, it was no shade. But um, you know, a technique that I do sometimes, you know, when I wake up in the morning, 
is do deep breathing. You know, a lot of times we are so stressed and so overwhelmed, we forgot how to breathe breathe right, or, you know, correctly. And so, so let's do I, exercise. Like, can you teach us how to do that? Yes. So, you know, I used to tell people to sit um, in a chair uh, where your feet are on the floor, nothing is in your hand, nothing is in your lap. So, no kids, no tablets, no pens, paper, no nothing. Uh, put your hands, you know, somewhere where it's, it's either to palms up or palms down, however, but it's resting either on the arms of the chair or resting on your knees, you know, in your lap. Um, don't fold your arms. Make sure they're open. Make sure you're open to receive, right? And so just sit This is very up. similar to twerking. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I thought about that. Turn your hands up. Turn your hands up. Okay. Right. Okay. No, okay. No, no. They're up. And yeah, sometimes you have to close your eyes because you can look at something and distract you while you're trying to breathe and you're looking around. And it's Samantha. like, oh, shucks, I need to do that paper right there. Oh, shucks, I have this to do. Oh, I didn't clean up. So sometimes you need to close your eyes, right? So you, you close your eyes. Okay. My eyes are closed. And then this is called soft belly breathing. I want you to actually just do an experiment right now. Just breathe for me. Breathe in deep within your nose and then breathe out. Do it again. Breathe in deep with your nose and then breathe out. Now, I want you to, to think about when you breathe in, when you took that breath in, what moved on your body? My chest. Your chest. <laughs> My almost tight belly. <laughs> You're almost tight belly, okay. And you know, most people who are stressed, it's their shoulder, it's their upper body, their chest, their shoulders, and that's not how we breathe, right? If you look at a newborn baby, a newborn baby does not breathe up here. They're using their stomach. Well, then I'm, so, I'm Yeah, so just release your shoulders. And when you breathe in this time, fill your belly up with air. And then when you release the air, release it out of your mouth. This is the proper way to breathe. So you could do three counts. So breathe in three times. Fill your belly with air. Make sure your belly is as hard like Buddha. And then when you release the breath, make your belly soft. Um, Ignore Samantha that's trying to ruin this because she's not in, involved, you know. I am. I Sometimes like you have to when I do my breaths. Clearly, you've never well, seen what's love got to do with it. That's how she meditated. Okay. <laughs> so we have one on the line that is really struggling and dealing with something, and we're not gonna allow her to, <laughs> to impede on the progress that you guys can make, right? So Namaste. <laughs> But yes, I do feel because I'm still, as I'm breathing, I'm still feeling in my shoulder. So I guess I am low key stressed during this quarantine chronicle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I sometimes it, it works for me. Thank you. I appreciate you, Kim. <laughs> Thank you, Taria. <laughs> no problem. Randy, one thing that you can do is when you're, when you're realizing that and you're recognizing that to not ignore it. And so sometimes I take out a sheet of paper and I write down what I'm carrying. And once I realized, like, geez, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, this relationship that's that I'm that I'm having anxiety over. 
because I don't know what's next. Or I'm thinking about something, a situation with, you know, my cousin. My cousin may have developed COVID. Like, oh my gosh, they don't have this in place. They don't have that in place. Or I may be thinking about a family member that's sick or whatever. All these things that you're carrying, that you're processing in your mind that you yourself cannot solve, you have to realize how irrational it is to carry those things, right? Mm -hmm. So these are the real monkeys on our backs. The monkeys on our backs are not, you know, um, things that we're doing day to day that we can change. They're the things that we are dealing with in our minds that we cannot physically change that have nothing to do with us. And so when you become, get into a place of nothing, when you release all that stuff and, and realize it's irrational for me to think that I can change a situation over here, or it's irrational for me to think that if I did this, this will automatically be the outcome. It's irrational. When we get rid of those irrational beliefs and we you put ourselves literally in a space of nothing. We're then able to breathe better. We're able to have better health. Um, there was a study, a study done a while ago when I talk about self-care and the importance of self-care. One of the biggest problems uh, us as humans face when it comes to self-care is our ability to have this God-like complex where we are changing everything around us, that we are the sole contributors to why things are happening the way they are happening which is really not the case. We become the savior for everyone and become the devil for it to ourselves, right? And so we have to realize the irrational beliefs that we carry and release those beliefs and really get to a space of nothing so that we can create the life that we want to live and live and live that instead of all these things that, so know, that are going on around Kim, us. what you're saying is save yourself first. Yes. Take care of yourself first. Not necessarily say, but take care of yourself first. Um, find that time to be alone. When you know that right now I am not in the mood, maybe it's not the time to interact with other people. You know, maybe it's not the time to cook dinner when you're mad because you're gonna end up burning yourself with some grease or burning a child with with a pan. You know, and that's child so, abuse. You probably shouldn't be doing that. That's... I'm just saying. You know how you you know when you're angry, you just start slaying stuff. You know, right. Mm -hmm. You know. <laughs> so, yeah. So, self care is definitely really important during this time. Um, I teach a lot of mind, body, spirit uh, classes, and releasing yourself from burdens is um, really understanding that your need to care for yourself first is the very foundation to any health, to producing health in your body. Um, and to being um, aware of where you are in your life right now. Well, that are some good tips, Miss Kim. I really appreciate it. Like, it is definitely helpful. And it definitely helps us getting through this pandemic and this quarantine streets that is about to end this, you know, towards this, yeah, on April 30th. So, yeah. when this um, episode airs, the governor of Texas has said that's the last day of the um, stay-at-home order. So... We will be back in these streets. Well, not everybody. Whoever wants to will be back in these streets and, you know, living their best life. Yeah. Well, kind of, sort of. It's still yeah. in phases, though, Brandy. I mean. It's not like a free-for-all. It's not. Atlanta had, a, uh, Atlanta had it in phases, and they had a whole free-for-all. So. Well, I think well, it's just the place different. that we're in. Phases. We're getting restless, right? Everybody's getting restless. It's like, okay, you need to leave. I need to leave. Somebody needs to leave. Everybody is getting restless right now at this point. So there's going to be a lot of people out 
And so, you know, we just have to make sure we just take the precautions to make sure we still maintain cleaning our hands, you know, and social distance as best as possible. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm getting restless, <laughs> you know, like I, we all are. So yeah. has anyone else considered that if the grocery store is just now sanitizing everything and people are just now sanitizing, like how dirty was everything <laughs> prior I was thinking, like, yeah, I was thinking that I was like, so like, how nasty were we exactly? Apparently, disgusting, disgusting, disgusting. I used to take, um, I flew a lot for work, and I would have the sanitizers, and I'd have like the the wipes and stuff, and so I would get in the plane, and I would take the little table down, I wiped down the table, I wiped down the seats, I wiped down the belt, and I always had people next to me looking like I was crazy. I'm like, you don't know. Who was sitting in this seat before you got here? And if they actually sanitized it down and now looking at what they're doing, I hope that they keep some of this stuff in place. Like the 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 people that spray down the basket with a disinfectant. Yeah. Can we keep that? Right. We can actually keep these work from home days in place and um the six feet, like I actually prefer. Yeah. You not to touch me and just keep it, give me, give me some space, you know. And those baskets actually probably helped out some people. Like it kind of, kind of gets a little, you know, mysterious when all you can see is. <laughs> I said, I told somebody the other day, I was like, you know what industry is about to blow up this eyelash industry, right? Because you ain't got nothing else to flaunt off but your lashes and your eyes. <laughs> That's true. I need to come out with some lashes, see, lash lines. Lash fans, cause that is no. Hopefully not, cause I'm, I don't want to see the fans. Your eyelash waving at me. <laughs> all we can do, all we can do, is to stand out. Is just, <laughs> just no. But let's run down like quickly what's gonna happen. Like you said, Sam, phase one is opening um, on May first, and so what our esteemed governor has said that retail stores, restaurants, movie theaters, and malls with only twenty five percent. So like can open. So like, yeah. So they can have no more than like 25%. So everybody named mama can't go to the mall. They'll be running in there at one time. They still have to maintain social distance distancing. And you know, if you want to go back to your shopping online, you can. And you can pick it up at the curb. <laughs> but what's funny is that I also read that the movie theater, like Governor Abbott was like, Y'all can go to the movie theater. And the movie theater was like, mm -mm, not yet. So I don't, places are not like restaurant even you know they even said the museums and um even some of the churches my church was like i understand what the governor said but y'all ain't gonna be coming back up here at one time on sunday yes. so, i mean i still yeah. might be inside baptist for a while until right. you know kind of how do you only choose 25 <laughs> like, percent? Only time paying members need to come. <laughs> we want don't pay tithes and you're not regular, don't come. If you, <laughs> mean, if you don't tithe, please don't come. That means you have to be early because I so I'm not gonna get in the 25. I won't be in the top 25. You have to be early and in line and on the 25th, 25th percent. God right. bless you. Yeah. Here's the offering basket. Here's some oil next Sunday. May the Lord watch between me and you. Um, and go ahead and look. Wow, yeah. 
And then, you know, so proprietors, so if you have your own business and you work by yourself, you can open back up too. But here's what I don't understand. I need, I don't understand why hair salons cannot be in this phase one. They can wear masks. They can wear gloves. I mean, I was thinking the other day, my nail technician already wear masks and gloves. So they're ahead of the curve. Why? They, they need to come back. I followed Atlanta when they had the little, look like the little uh, clear they just like this, you know. Yeah, I'm just wearing nails because Samantha knows how my feet be looking. She always talk about my feet. Why are we so? Can, my, can I, my feet look like yours, Kim. Yeah, I can't I have, talk about. I nobody's have questions. Feet. I I I have questions as to why a certain group of people are so concerned that the hair salon and nail what? salons are not open yet. And yet our numbers are the ones that are dying off. And it's not, you can't social distance. It is okay. Can I get your hair done? You're not going anywhere. Where are you going? Nowhere. But you know, I think I miss my, I miss getting my hair done. But when you think about our culture, we are very, we're people that like to gather, like to socialize, like to be, you know, we're family oriented. Most of us are as a whole, not individually, but as a whole. We, this is our that's our community right that's our support system you go to the beauty shop your beautician is usually the person that's been doing your hair for a long time so she already know all your business from last time so you're just following up this time you know the barbers they all that's they hang out space where they talk about you know life politics women whatever else it's that's our community right. time. so i think a lot of it is people miss gathering we miss having our you know this is how we cre we're creative people so most of us show our um, personalities through the way we present ourselves to others, whether it be our hair, you know, different color, different styles, whatever, whether it be the way we dress. We're just, you know, very communicative. Like more about being around people more. Like it is about just being in that space in that community. Like mm -hmm. that's, why, you know, I could grow my hair out and be fro and be a true natural, but I still maintain going to the hair salon because I like going to the hair salon. I love my hairstyle. I can go give me a barber, but I like the way she cut because we have a relationship and a good friendship. And she's also like my second therapist. I go sit in her chair and hey, we just catch up, have a good time. So it's not necessarily just trying to just the looks. It's just like, oh, I just enjoy being in that atmosphere. But also, like, I still have Zoom calls and stuff. Like, I, I actually want to look good. Like, we still video conferencing. Like, no, I think a that's struggle. a good And I don't want to do my own hair. Like, I don't, no, no, I don't I think like that's a good hair. I think your your answer is a good answer. That That, to me, is a great answer. But the other reasonings behind it, I cannot wrap my head around it, knowing the dangerousness of this disease. And I think that our, that some communities are not taking it serious. And all we're worried about is getting your hair done. Because once you get your hair done, get your nails done, what are you doing next? Oh, barbecue with the whole family. Not it's about to be Memorial, it's about to be Memorial Day. Like, let's just be 110% honest about this situation. We're not just getting our hair done and getting nails done because of Zoom. Well, that's I a great think, answer. I think also you have is. to, I mean, it's also, um, you know, I can't, I won't say that it's not that we're not taking it serious or as a group, we're not taking it serious. I think that, oh, that culturally, we don't look at sickness and disease the way other people do. You know, like we just, that's not necessarily, that hasn't really been the forefront of our mind. 
you know, somebody catch diabetes is normal. Oh, girl, you better cut down on that sugar. You know, like it's <laughs> it's like catching a cold or something. You know, right. so one the way we process things culturally is completely different. And to you know, a lot of times we compare ourselves as a cultural group to other groups. It's very difficult because we've always had the short end of the stick. You know, most of us are ha we have all these. Um, health problems, whether it be maternal health issues, whether it be, you know, uh, heart disease issues, whether it be, um, you know, obesity issues, whatever, all these issues are stemming from something that was culturally done um, to oppress us in some type of way. And we've just made lemons out of it and not put it at the forefront of our minds. You know, if somebody gets sick, literally, you know, go drink this, you'll get over it, you know, rub this on your body, you know, like we just, we're just different. Now, how we address that as a community, I'm not saying that's something that we don't need to address because our health is definitely important and we should take it more important. I mean, we should uh, be more uh, vigilant about what is going on health-wise within our community. But also you look at our access to healthcare. You know, most of us don't trust doctors because when we go to the doctor, they, you know, they don't see our pain like someone else's pain. Right. You know, they don't see our symptoms as being as severe as someone else's symptoms. And we even weigh our symptoms less. We could be feeling a 10 on a pain scale, scale and watch me go in there and say, I'm about a three, four, five. No, ma'am, you're about to die. Let's be real. Not I, not I said the cat. I always start <laughs> off the scale with, I'm about to die. Always. <laughs> but even if you do, we a healthcare professional of an, another nationality will automatically probably process that as, oh, she's being extra or dramatic and not take you serious. So, I think there is like a whole nother conversation that has to be had around the way we view illness and the way illness is viewed when it's geared towards our community, you know? Um, yeah, we definitely remember, need to have a conversation about being our own healthcare advocates. I think that mm -hmm. we do not properly advocate for ourselves at the hospital. Um, and I have learned how to be an advocate over the years uh, because I've had to uh, and my mom as well, but I, I've seen others. We do not advocate for ourselves. We just, whatever the doctor give us, that's what we're going to take. Uh -uh, this is blood pressure medication. I came in here for a headache. I mean, uh-uh. I got migraines and you over here trying to tell me I have diabetes. Yeah. Well, so, so um, as always, thank you, Kim, for being on the show. We're actually, um, as you know, we have a segment called Rest Your Case. And, you know, toward this um, segment is like where you want to just like lay to rest, whatever's going on. What it don't even have to be COVID 19, quarantine, chronicle, whatever. It could just be whatever that you probably see in the news, social media, and you just be like, oh, we're just going to leave it where it is and please do not bring it back up. So, is there anything that you want to lay to rest? Um, this just this idea that you have to be working and have to be doing something and have to mm -hmm. address this and address that during this time. You know, one of my favorite TV shows growing up was A Different World. And I love when Whitney Gilbert would say, relax, relate, relate. release. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody just needs to relax, relate that, figure out, realize that we're all in this together. Everybody, no matter your social economic class, no matter your race, no matter your gender, everybody is dealing with this issue of COVID. And then release it. There is nothing that any one of us can do at this very moment to change the current situation that we're in. Uh, well, many of us cannot change the current situation they're in. Because even if there's a vaccine coming out tomorrow, I'm not taking it. 
Because I don't know, <laughs> it ain't been tested and proved. Okay. So I will be, right. I will be that that black person on the street, be like, y'all take that medication if y'all want to. <laughs> you know, we I have don't to know. learn as a culture from our mistakes, Tuskegee Airmen. <laughs> Especially when we got a president talking about disinfect the insides of your body. I don't know. You know, let's think about my mental health. I was scared. I was scared. I was on the front line scared. I'm not going to the hospital right now because I don't know which doctor is believing this foolishness. So right. I mean, right. relax, relate, release. You know, like, release this all over to the higher power you believe in. Release this over to the unit, whatever you choose. I call it God. Whatever you choose to call it to, release it over and live. Live, live, live. So that's how I rest my case today. Amen. Sam, what we rest in today? Okay, so I would like to lay to rest um, going back to Michael Jordan's In the Last Dance. It came on on Sunday. And I want to let y'all know it is okay to like Michael Jordan and LeBron. Okay? It's okay. It's okay. I like Beyonce and Michael Jackson. Okay? Both great entertainers, okay? You you can like both. It's no reason to get upset, to work yourself up, because right now we can't have that blood pressure going up because you can't go to the hospital. They're overbooked. So we need for you to bring it on down. Bring it on down. Michael Jordan, great athlete. LeBron, great athlete. Let's just leave it there, people. Let's just leave it right there. Okay. One small note before I give mine. Michael Jackson and Beyonce are not in the same discussion, friend. Mm-mm, mm-mm, and mm-mm, a whole mm-mm, nother. Tariya, what's your podcast, podcast, girl? What's your latest? Tariya, I didn't get what that out there. Is that, is that your latest? It's, it's not. It's okay. Not. Well, so, but, but uh, my latest rest. I move that. We strike that from the record, please. Can we strike that not from all. the record? Thank you, Your Honor. My turn. Most my of the strike. Denied. So here we go. Um, <laughs> Mine is similar to uh, to Sam's. The NFL draft for the 2020 NFL draft. Can we leave our girlfriends at home she ain't and get them off the TV? <laughs> You're not going to get to the end, sis. You might not get past the contract, sis. So you grabbing his phone, sis, on national TV? You giving him what? a hug, sis, so we don't even see his face? Hey. Not necessary. You are the girlfriend, but stay on the side, away yeah. from the camera, please. This is his moment, and it's right. moment. And when Mama say, "When Mama say, get up, move," you need to get the ushers move over to the right. slide to the right, okay? Not to left, slide to the right. And so, just <laughs> leave your girlfriends at home, and um, or if they're gonna be there, you need to be in the other room, quiet, okay? This is not your moment for shine. This is his moment. And you're just gonna support him in silence. Cause you may not laugh. I like that one. So my later rest has to deal with um Instagram a little bit. You know, it might be more of a um per se. Um, so I just want everybody to reset or whatever, find your moment and stop being so bored to where you gotta create a fake page of me. Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> You know, um, so we're gonna lay all that fakeness or whatever. You know, I ain't really yeah. popular, so appreciate it, you know. But let's find us some um 
some other better things to do in this in this life than created fake pages of people. Right. Or just take my real page. I'm not that into right. social media. You can right. exactly. my real one. Matter of fact, I hope whoever created, I hope you actually following us on no further questions because that's how I found out because you sent a friend request and no further questions. And if you're using that page, if you use Brandy's face to get a boo, that's Brandy's boo. We receive that boo and give it to Brandy. <laughs> that's her boo if you're using her face. Give it all up. <laughs> but least. Release him and bring him to me. Because <laughs> he's mine. Right. mine. Wait a minute. That's he might right. be catfish, you know, might be catfish. You might need to let him stay over there. Stay over there. But thank you, Kim, for being on the show. Let everybody know where they can follow you. Please tell everybody about your new podcast that you have um that you've started. Yes, so you can follow me at the Kimberly Willis on Instagram and my business at, at the Successful Healing Center. Um, my podcast is called Sis Breakout. It's on all major platforms, so make sure you go listen to it. Um, it's all about teaching women of faith how to break out of the box that you created for yourself to leave, live the most extraordinary life that God has ordained for you to live. So go check that out. Listen, share with other people, and then also um, DM me if you're meeting uh, some services. You can also go to www.successfulhealingcenter.com, book a 30-minute consultation if you're looking for online support uh, during this COVID-19 COVID crisis. Yes. And Sam, are we following you today? Um, no. Y'all can follow me if you want to. <laughs> I already answered that. No. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Korea, what's going on with the, you know, we we on, you know, no quarantine fat, weight loss journey. What's the update real yeah. quick? So we can okay, you- so I don't have um, batteries in my scale, so I don't know how much weight I've lost, but my trainer said I'm doing well. I'm at the gym five days a week. Zoom online meetings. Mean Green Training is my trainer. DM me if you want more information so I can get a discount, Christine. So really put um, them batteries back in that scale. You right. didn't have to take them out of there because you only want to know. Just put the batteries back in. <laughs> right. But she didn't take you can the batteries me. out. So, I sure so we you can follow me at Simply Being T. DM me about those online workouts. DM me if you successful and you need a quarantine bay and a real bay when this is all over. Real bay. We don't need quarantine. Real bay. Because we need to keep yes. that same energy when it's over. And as always, you can follow me at brand underscore Janae, not the one with the two J's. I don't know who that is, (laughs) but the real brand underscore Janae. That's why I'm going to start calling myself the real brand underscore Janae. Y'all can follow me. You can follow us on No Further Q on Instagram, No Further Questions on Facebook, and NFQ Pod on Twitter. So like, follow, share to everybody because we about to be, once this um, quarantine chronicles is over, we about to be popping back in the streets bringing you up-to-date, great, fun, legal stuff. So catch y'all later. Hey, Brandy, is the new page the girl using, is she promoting the, the podcast? I hope it so. Looks- uh, that's, that's the plan, I hope oh. so. Then she can keep right. it up. I mean, keep it up if you if you promoting the podcast, keep going. Yeah, yeah keep, you can keep it. All right, podcast. y'all gonna be promoted on the black web by <laughs> buying marijuana to get off your this bar. <laughs> We're gonna have an OnlyFans page. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Bye guys. All right, y'all have a good